1: Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. I'm Jerry McCarty, here as usual with the lovely Kelly Moroni. Hello, Kelly.
2: Hello, Jerry. Great to be here. Guess who we have today? Oh, I'm so
1: excited. This is a dream come true for me. You tell him.
2: Today we have the illustrious, the fabulous, the icon Chuck McCann.
3: Oh, for golly's sake, Please. <laughs> Oh my gosh, illustrious. I'm all lit up. <laughs> thank oh, you for thank
1: being you. here, Chuck. And uh, you know Chuck from, you'll know his voice from a million things. You know him from the movies and. If you're using right guard, you know Chuck, because he was the guy that was the high guy.
3: guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> or and, how about this for the kids? Come here, sonny. Get your Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> okay, craps. Yahoo! I'm cooking for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> that is amazing.
1: Jeez. And I, I like that right guard thing that you were My on...
3: socks fell down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got too high, huh? Uh, yeah. On the, uh, on the right guard, you were supposed to be the annoying guy on the other side of the medicine chest. But if I woke up in the morning and Chuck McCann was on the other
3: side of my medicine chest, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I, uh, you, you don't know. I, uh, we, we did so many variations of that thing. I didn't know who going to be popping up on the other side. <laughs> you uh, did one with Groucho, right? Yeah, Groucho. Show was there one oh, was time, crazy. and we went to lunch after that. That was an amazing story. You want you to hear it? I want to hear all your stories. People want right? to hear you, yeah. they don't okay. want to hear us. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> I, uh, if you can go back in time, by the way, this is in uh, Facebook. I mean, in, uh, not Facebook, but uh, YouTube. It's on YouTube, on yeah. iTunes, yeah. all yeah. over the place. And, uh, in fact, every, you there's no secrets anymore. You know, no. my whole career keeps popping up. And <laughs> Kelly, I know your work has been popping up on the on yep. the Facebook too. And it's just fabulous because uh, I I thought that stuff was lost forever, you know. Um, in fact, Dick Van Dyke and I did a thing, and that popped up on. And he said, "Where did we get that?" I said, "I don't know. They had it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody had it got in it. a telescope in a garage or whatever, and had a transfer. It's great." But anyway, with the uh, uh, and and anybody out there has any of my stuff, uh, put it on. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. There may be some things. <laughs> where... <laughs> anyway, uh, what happened was Groucho. They said, you're doing the right guard, you know, this thing. And uh, Bill Fiore was the night, a wonderful. He, yeah. he was the original guy right. behind the medicine cabinet. And what a sweetheart, man. A great guy. And uh, I opened up the medicine cabinet. And he reminded me very much of a buddy of mine who I had just uh, finished working with, with George Slaughter, Hamilton Camp. Hmm. And he was the same size. And I used to walk around the studio with Hamilton and he was so short and we we would have been we would have been martin and lewis laurel and hardy had he lived you yeah know, he passed away very yeah. young and uh but george slaughter had had turn on the show that we did been successful wow uh, unfortunately some ladies in cleveland turned it off in the middle of the show it's the only show That was, imagine it was called Turn On. Wow. They turned it off (laughs) in the middle of the show. (laughs) They turned it off. Because we we had, uh, it was, uh, in those days, it was considered dirty. Oh. A filthy show. (laughs) Because ABC went to George and said, we want laughing, but we want a little different. We want it edgy. Go. So what happened was they... Made it edgy, so edgy it slid up throats. <laughs> okay, and what happened was uh, we have all right. I'll give you an example. Bonnie Bolin, I believe it was, was uh, she was doing a thing where she's in a nun's outfit and she's banging on this machine all through the show, it to get her uh, uh, her pill <laughs> from this from this machine uh-huh. that's released. Birth control (laughs) So here's a nun climbing all over the... Well, I mean, that is a little... I mean, that was a little different for 1972 or whatever. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? A little little ahead of its time. (laughs) (laughs) We were light years ahead of our time.
1: Okay. I need you to confirm something for me that I've heard. And you kind of already did, but I want to hear about it so bad because it... That you used to play poker with Don Adams. Yeah, yeah. Get smart. Yeah. Pat McCormick,
3: writer yeah. for The Tonight Show, and Hugh Hefner. Well, Hefner and I, we were, we were all friends. Yeah, you know, that's and all great. Of us were. and I brought Pat up to the mansion, and uh, we we had some great times up there. But lots or less. McCormick was my my right on oh, He's hilarious. And I, I'm I'm on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen any of my stuff, but anybody who wants to see some great stuff.
1: Yeah, just search Chuck McCann on Facebook, yeah, yeah, and you have your Chuck own website, too, right? My
3: website is Chuck McCann, Chuck at Chuck McCann, uh, yeah, it's chuckmccann.net.
1: Chuck, www.chuckmccann.net. Chuck C-H-U-C-K-M-C-C-A-N-N. One time. Just search Chuck McCann on. on.
2: It's www.facebook.com slash Chuck McCann. McCann has two N's. Thank you, Kel. And you post all the time. There's Highly entertaining stuff coming from Chuck every day, all day long. The pictures, the stories—it's wonderful. And other people post. I don't post walk things. too good?
3: She asked me why. How, how do I keep a good chat? I said, I don't. I'm sitting in the computer all the time, <laughs> playing with it. But it's like having your own network, isn't it, Kelly?
2: <laughs> yes, it is. It's very much like having your own network. Actually, you can post whatever you want.
3: There's no television anymore. It's just
1: internet. Well, guess what? We're up to our first commercial, and that's one of the oh, things that we have on radio, yes, unfortunately. Okay. And, and so we, we have to
3: ta- get back to what we were originally oh, talking yeah, about. Oh, we got so much stuff okay, we want so to talk
1: to you about, but we'll take a commercial right after this message at Rick's Martini Bar.
0: Yes. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place, where the girls are refined. And the men have good taste.
2: And we're back at Rick's Martini Bar talking to Chuck McCann.
3: Yes, Chuck McCann here at wonderful Rick's Martini Bar. Uh, <laughs> give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> the more I have, the looser I get. You know what I mean? But so anyway... You uh, started I would...
2: to tell us about Hamilton Camp and, and oh, yeah. Bill Fiore. Yes. yes.
3: Well, Bill, Bill, Bill Fiore, I, that high guy... That phrase came from Little Hamilton because we were doing this turn-on show, and that got turned off in the middle. <laughs> we, we, we would have we would have been tremendous together, and we did seven shows. Unfortunately, the other the other six or seven shows are in the Museum of Broadcasting. Wow. Oh, uh, I think they are. At least I hope they are because George Slaughter... We got canceled in the middle of the show.
2: In the middle of the show? No one ever in the history of
3: television has ever... You go in the Internet and you can see it. It's uh, what show got canceled while on the air. We did. Okay? It was turned on, was turned off. That was in the paper the next day. Okay, now now why? Not because the show was bad. It was because it was dirty. And, And these people in Cleveland, these little old ladies... Were watching the show and they were going whoo, oh, oh, oh. and they got on the phone and they called they knew they, there were only about four of them but they knew the owner of the station in Cleveland uh, and that that owner of that station called all of his friends the good old boys down south and they they turned the show off in the middle of the show and that got right across the country and then finally ABC said, oh, uh, this is... Uh, they ne- I said, well, they asked for it. Yeah. They asked for an edgy show. Yes. I mean, what they expect? But it, it was too too edgy. Yeah. As I said, it slid our throats. Uh-huh. But Hamilton Camp, I used to say to him all the time, hey, gay, because <laughs> it was short. You know? <laughs> well, when I opened up the medicine cabinet for the first time, doing the commercial for High Guy for the you know, for yeah. the right, right guard. Guy. There was Bill Fiore, same size, <coughs> with this <laughs> grin on his face, reminded me of Hamilton, and I went, Hey, gay. <laughs> and Joe uh, jo- jo, uh Pardon me?
2: Joseph Bologna.
3: Joseph Bologna. Right. Didn't I say that? No, I guess you I did. didn't. I meant it anyway. Physically, mentally, I said Joe Bologna <laughs> because Joe is an old, dear friend of mine, and he was directing that commercial, and he said, we went in to do the copy, and we didn't know what we were going to do. It was just basic points, you know? Uh, so what we did was, we he had the, the the thing removed, but when the guy opened up the medicine cabinet, he was going to see his neighbor, but they wanted to get across the points of this Right guard so everything else was ad lib so the first one where he opens up the thing i look at him and i go "Hi, hey, guy because i thought i was of the hamilton camp did he laugh and yeah and then he and then he he says one shot and i'm good for the whole day you know one shot of this one shot of this and i'm good for the whole day I said one shot, and I'm not good for anything. And, and then I started dancing out of the room, and he turned around to top it, and because I was supposed to do that, because I I saw this. There was a Greek commercial for an airline where everybody was doing a Greek dance oh, up yeah, to the yeah. airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought of that, so I said, one shot, and I'm not good for anything. And I I danced out of the frame, and he turned to cap it, and he went, Darlene. (laughs) And that didn't work. Then then we did it again, and he went, Viola. (laughs) And the next one was Margaret. And then he did... Joanne and, then, and finally he got to do um, Mona, Mona. And, and the one they picked the best shot of him doing it they picked was Mona not oh, yeah. because of the the name but because of the, the take and the oh, camera really? take and everything it's yeah a great so take. Mona <laughs> was not written that was ad-libbed like everything else in that commercial was thanks to Joe Bologna so, wow. Joe Joe is uh, really good to let us go. You oh, know? yeah. And that became one of the, the, you the sold best commercials. So many millions of dollars of Right Guard. How, how much? And I know. <laughs> you know, I, I want to tell you something. That commercial went on the air. I swear to God. You've got to go in. I, I wish somebody would go in. The, it, the stock, yeah. I heard, went up like 10%, oh. or 10 or 15%. For Right Guard. Wow. Yeah.
2: wow. And we have a lot of actors listening. That's a great story that illustrates the power of improvisation. Yeah. Learn to improvise. Oh,
3: hey. That, you know, this whole business is improvisation. Yes. You're not told where to go, you're not mm. told how, how to become a, you know, there, there's no, there's no, there's no signposts in this business, right. okay, pal. Your right. You're on your own. You gotta <laughs> feel and find your own way, pal. You know, young people come up to me and they ask me, uh, you know, <laughs> "How do I become a star?" I said, yeah. "Well, you get in a rocket." <laughs> I, I like well, a star. You know. You mentioned the fact that some you, you did, Jared. That I, I there was a lot of. Uh, the, 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 my IMBD. IMO oh yeah, IMBD. They, 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 well, let's Hundreds. tell them what an IMBD is. Internet Movie Database. Right. And, and if you go there and it. search Chuck McCann,
1: you're going to see all the things that he has done from from
3: the beginning. Well, from not the beginning only till now. No, it's not from the beginning. No. No. There's stuff that's not on no. there. No. Oh my God. I <laughs> hope. All my your stuff in New York. York. All my stuff in New York. Wow. I, I did my show for 12 we years. we got to get it on yeah. there. I did my show, my show at WPIX, and yeah. I, every day, and I did a show that was a, it was an hour every day, yeah. two hours on Saturday with Clay Cole, and then four hours on Sunday called oh, Let's Have wow. Fun. Wow. So I was on seven days a week. Wow, that's and amazing. that's not on IMBD, and that's where I did Dick Tracy and Little Orphan yeah. Annie. And I created all these characters only because they were on a newspaper strike. Huh? Oh! So they they uh, they I they said read the papers, read the funnies. <laughs> so I said this is boring. I said I'm gonna bore this people. Well, st- speaking of
1: boring, our uh, sponsors would have some more things <laughs>
3: to say. <laughs> yeah, that's better, great. Yeah,
1: well, I, no They
3: love us. But <laughs>
1: track of this, you better shut me up.
3: When? So it's we it's have to take a commercial. Here. I'm handing him a hammer. <laughs> Hit me over the head every time We have a to commercial. take a
1: commercial. Okay. There's not a, no, no commercial's going to be good as right. that right guard commercial. And while you're listening to these sponsors, uh, Chuck McCann, Clara Peller, and that spicy meatball guy will be talking about how much money they made for all their companies when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. Ooh. Let's swing on down to Ricky's
0: place Where the girls are
1: and the men have good taste we are back at Rick's Martini Bar with the lovely Kelly Maroney and the incredible Chuck McCann thank you for being here again chuck this is my pleasure you are just s- such a wealth of information you talked about about New York and yes. i grew up in Detroit where we had soupy oh. sales oh. in the in the start my That's not around anymore.
3: Buddy. Oh, Soupy was your buddy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Soupy, Soupy moved to New York. And yeah, that after, Detroit. right. When I moved from WPIX, I went to WNEW, Metromedia. Uh-huh. And Soupy came into and Metromedia. And he he and I did the same show. Oh, wow. Okay? I did my show was before Soupy's. Then uh-huh. Soupy went on the air, okay? Yeah so we were we were in this uh not in the same studio we were but back to back on the air live wow, okay, so soupy gets on the air one day and says. Uh, uh, take all the money that's fallen out of your dad's slacks and put it in an envelope <laughs> and send it to me. Right?
1: And he got fired for that, right?
3: He not only got fired for that. Okay, that was the end. I
1: can't so believe now, that.
3: Now they come to, I swear to God. I know, it's true. I just now can't believe Now you heard it. what I did because I no. got fired also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they came to me and they said, you got to go in and apologize for Soupy and uh, for, to the station. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to do that. He's my friend. I said, it was a joke. <laughs> it is a do you joke. you understand? He's a clown. We're uh, clowns. Yeah. He wasn't serious. Yeah. He said, yeah, well, he said they they thought it serious enough oh, to fire him. Gosh. So I said, well, what am I going to do? They said, well, you've got a contract with us. You've got to apologize for him. Cool. So I called my manager, and he said, yeah, well, they, they could, they could uh, sue us and... So it's all right i 'll go in and apologize wow. so I go into the station and into the uh, his studio, and all the guys are looking at me like i'm you know, and there's the head of the station, the guy, the program manager, and his name was I uh, better not tell us <laughs> he had shut because I want to describe. Him. <laughs> He had short little arms, <laughs> you know. Like a T-Rex. A little runt in glasses <laughs> and curly black hair. And he's standing in the back of the studio with this grin on his face. Oh, you know? guys. So he's like, he knows I'm going to apologize for the station. So I come on the air, and, I, and all the crew, everybody's looking at me like with daggers, you know. And I said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, last night Soupy said, you know, it was a big night last night, New Year's and everything, and your dad probably had his pants hanging <laughs> over the back of the chair, and all the change fell out as on the floor. And he told you all to gather up that money and put it in an envelope and send it to Soupy. <laughs> that was a terrible thing he did, really a terrible thing he did. Because he forgot to give you the address. <laughs> it's WNEW 205 E67 Street. And the guy goes, yeah! You can hear the little guy in the back, and they cut the thing. Wow. And then we're, just, we're both sitting down the street. Wow.
1: Hey, I've got one question that I need to, to ask you. Is, is that you? you did a great Oliver Hardy, and, and you said Dick yeah. Van Dyke was Stan yeah. Laurel.
3: And we still do it. In fact, oh. I just wrote a play called uh Heavenly Days, D-A-Z-E, uh, and it's Stan <laughs> da- Babe. It's Babe sitting up and waiting for uh, Stanley to arrive oh, at an elevator in heaven. Oh. And he's sitting there reading the paper with his all. He's in a white uh, robe, you know, white, yeah. uh, white uh, pullover, you know, right? The big, and and he's sitting there with his with his uh, halo and his white hair and white mustache and reading the heavenly gazette you know checking out heavenly days which is uh, where is everybody you know that's great and uh, waiting for Stan who hasn't come up yeah he's 10 years overdue you know So wow, it's, uh, it's, cool. it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And That's then when great. he arrives, you know. But
1: you, but you actually knew, knew Stan, Laurel, right?
3: Stan you, and I were like, it was like my dad. So what, what, here's the question. I mean, I, I, I've been speaking to Stan since I was 12 years old. Wow. 12 years old? Yeah. How did that happen? And, well, the first time. And you, you were I, in New York? Yeah, I was in New York, and it was an expensive phone call. <laughs> and, in fact, he said, hello, lad. Listen, does your mother know? <laughs> Does your mother know where you, you're calling to? You bet. Yeah. Let me let, tr- chuck. Let me. L- Charles, let, let me. Let me speak to your to your mother. So I said, "Mom, Mr. Law wants to say hello." Uh. So she gets on the phone. She says, "Hello, Miss McCann. I hate to tell you, this is Stanley Law, <laughs> and you know." St- The the lad is calling me I live in Santa Monica That's a long way away And I don't want to Your phone calls are going (laughs) to cost a fortune She said no 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 I said it was all right for him to call you Wow So he said well I I won't keep the lad (laughs) So I, I call him at least once a week Wow And that was my allowance Wow And I I I that, went, that went on for years and years, and then finally, Cat when tomato. they asked me to do a show at WPIX, I said, no, I don't want to do cartoons, and I don't want to have a push cart. They wanted me to be a push cart peddler so, uh, running cartoons. on a. P- I said, no, I'm not going to do this show, and they wanted me very badly. I said, unless we run your library of Laurel and oh. They said, we only run those during the rain out for the Yankee games. Uh, and he said, We'd never run the shorts because we can run the features that's and if you, you join them in progress. I said, Well and he said, and besides, they're not for kids. I said, Laurel and Hardy are for everyone hey, You bet. Oh. And out of that we became we, we we produced the biggest hit television show in New York City. And it went from New York to Chicago, to Detroit, right oh, across those the great, country. Those
1: are great. Liberty, big business. I love those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of the old, All the great
3: ones.
1: In the so I saw them on Ralph Edwards' uh, This Is Your Life right. at the end of probably Babe's life, right. and they
3: were such pals
1: their whole they, lives, right? Oh, they never. They,
3: were, they went to Europe together. and uh, Lucille uh, Hardy, uh, who later married Ben Price, uh, uh, they were very, very close to Betty and I, wow. and she said that the, we reminded them of really of them when they were young.
1: But how did they stay together, and Martin and Lewis broke up, they
3: and Emma Destello broke up? They, first of all, when they worked together, they didn't become really close buddies until they started making the tours and going to London and traveling on ships and stuff because of every every night after they worked it was good night mister Laurel, good Mr. Hardy. That's amazing. And uh, so they 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 weren't pals until their tours and then they became friends oh. and they, they started visiting each other's homes and the I wives became very close. I I Ida and uh or Ida, she yeah. called herself. It was, uh, but Babe was the boss, right? He no, called the shots. No, Stan was the, was the boss. Stan was the creator. Really? Stan wrote oh, all the scripts it. and everything. Wow. That's why Babe was a he big. For no, Babe <laughs> was a great actor, a great yeah. comedian, and you know he was in films all of his life. But they 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 worked by accident. It was uh, Hardy burned himself. While cooking a roast beef and uh, went to the hospital and Roach called Stan and who was writing at the time he did not directing he didn't want to do any more performing and uh, her, uh, He said to me, you know, he offered me some extra money if I'd, I'd perform and take her, babe's place so I did and eventually I was never one to turn down a buck, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So he said the next thing he knew, Babe came back, and we were working together, and people kept saying, you know, they're funny together. So we started doing films together. Lucky Dog was the first thing. And after that, they started doing... Like uh, putting the pants on Philip, and all of these films, the silent movies, and then the sound movies, and then, you know, so come the war and their their early tours, the thirties, you know, but they traveled together on the QE two, I guess, or QE one, or whatever the Queen Mary was at the time, and that's where they became pals. Uh
2: I would love to see that play. What's it called? Do you have any plans? To I'm do it? I'm
3: writing it right oh, now. Oh, we are writing it right now? Yeah. Because they reminisce about that. you know, And it's so much fun because Jim McGeorge, who... You know, I could do it with with Dick Van Dyke, but he's so busy. And, I, you know, I don't know if he'd want... But but Jim, I know... I, it's it Eventually, I'm hoping that some young co- uh, kids will pick it up and do it. Yeah. But, right. but it's... Uh, well, Kelly Maroney got some... Questions on her Facebook and Twitter feed.
1: You want to ask one of those questions? We got barely enough time. Okay. Good.
2: I know you played Santa Claus quite a bit. Oh. Yeah. And we had a question. Would you be interested in doing some more films, possibly family films, or anything like that? No,
3: I'm. I'm. I'm gonna movies until I drop dead that's what I thought you No know? sure no of course That's what I thought and um, I, we're sitting here at the Sportsman's Lodge and I wrote a I wrote a piece about a grandfather and a little kid who comes here who's his grandson who comes here and uh, it's a wonderful wonderful little television show about these the United you know these these two you know this grandson who's never met before. And his, and his grandfather and how they get together and wind up making millions and millions and um, millions and millions of, millions of dollars uh, together.
2: I didn't see that coming. It's that.
3: just unbelievable, you know, because the kid's brilliant. You know, he's a little wow. eight-year-old kid who just uh, takes. Well, you grandpa are on a journey. You, you know, are such a, a great actor too. I mean, everybody knows you're funny,
1: but The Projectionist, if you haven't seen it. Watch that on. You can Turner find it Classics. somewhere. Turner they Classics. You can watch it. it. But yeah. the scene where you are talking to all those photographs oh, and you're doing man. the John Wayne and it was G- all James impri- Stewart. It
3: was all improvised. But, but, but what
1: thing. impresses me about it is this: the impersonations are are great. But you still have got oh, that. All
3: it's awful. <laughs> you <pricey laughs> say so? Oh, that's, uh, You know, I, you do these voices from the past. But nobody c- knows who the hell you're doing anymore. <laughs> you're
1: but 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 the, the acting is you kept this kind of loneliness distance in in yeah, your performance yeah, yeah, of it that, that was just a little bit off. I'm sure you yeah, did it a yeah, little yeah. differently to stay in that character
3: yeah. of the pro- projectionist, but it was just such it was solid acting. Well, thank movie. you. Thank you very much. Well, I love we, acting. My are, first movie was Hard as a Lonely Hunter. I was just going to you know, say that. I deaf-mute. I was just going to
2: say
3: that. I never got to say a word. Oh, with ironic. All my, with all my vocal... Uh, Expertise, you know, the doing radio in all my life. And, the, and my first movie, I don't get to say a thing. Oh, wow. So the next thing they do, I want Starsky and Hutch. And the first thing they put me in is called Silence, <laughs> where I play another deaf mute. I, I said, come on, enough already
1: they 're paying you by the word then, and the <laughs> well, we are at the end of our show. This was such a delight, and uh just oh, so much we went way over time we 're going to have to make this That's two episodes right. or something i don 't know what we 're
3: going to do <laughs> as
2: much as you, as much as you to like to come we 'd love to have you all uh, you.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh more than welcome. Do whatever you want. You know, I'll come back if you want. Oh, I'd love matter. to have you Sure. Back. So, for uh, Kelly and don't forget to follow
1: uh, www.chuckmccann.net You Thank can you. follow Chuck on Facebook. Just search Chuck McCann and look for his face there. And uh, you can follow us at www.mccartymetro.com and uh, download this at iTunes. Support us at amazon.com and for the lovely Kelly Maroney Chuck McCann My name is Jerry McCarty Thanks for joining us and we will see you next week At Rick's Martini Bar Cheers
0: hey. Goodbye everybody <laughs> well, let good.
1: swing hey. on down hey. To Ricky's place
0: Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste A subtle joke a touch of class, board in a tall martini glass. Let's swing them down to Ricky's Down.